Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer. Global movement. We're global, but we're based here in Fort Lauderdale, our headquarters, our church, the home church, the home base, our house of prayer, our healing rooms, our prophecy rooms, our deliverance rooms. It's all here, headquartered in South Florida. Our service times on Sunday, 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m., two different messages, two different worship teams, two different encounters, God is good. Come on by to Awakening House of Prayer in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, or check out our campus in Birmingham, Alabama, or Coalinga, California. They're newer, and they're just launching out, getting started, but they have a prophetic edge, and I'd love to see you there as well. Amen. Awakeningprayerhubs.com. Join the movement. Go find a hub in your city. If there's not one, pray about starting a hub. Make sure it's God leading you. Amen. We're looking for committed, dedicated, laid-down lovers, pure prayer warriors to raise up as prayer leaders to engage and mobilize intercessors in your city for the glory of God, to see revival, transformation, soul saved. Amen. Awakening Prayer Hubs. Join the movement at awakeningprayerhubs.com. Prophetic people, ears up. Prophetic people, ears up. Prophetic people, ears up. I'm inviting you to be part of my tribe, my personal tribe, the inner circle prophetic family of Ignite Network. You can join that at ignitenow.org. Not everybody gets in. Why? If you're not pure, you can't join. What do I mean? Perfect? No, not perfect. If your motives aren't pure, pure motives, clean hands and a pure heart. Those are the ones who will ascend to the holy mountain of God. Psalm 24, pure hands, clean heart. Amen. Doesn't mean perfection. It means purity of motive. I'm looking for those who want to extend the prophetic movement in this new era to learn, to grow, to prophesy accurately. Ignitenow.org. Join the movement. Ears up. God is good. Amen. Today we are reading from, listen, Evenings with the Holy Spirit. Many of you didn't know, I have a devotion called Evenings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still small voice of God. It's the follow-up to Mornings with the Holy Spirit. And today we're not reading in order because I'm sort of skipping around. Today 
we're reading a devotion titled, listen, don't let urgency, don't allow urgency to lead you. Hmm. Don't allow urgency to lead you. Does that mean you shouldn't have urgency sometimes? No, that's not what it says. Let's read it. Here's what I heard the Lord say. You often feel an urgency to respond to situations that arise, to put out the raging fire right now, immediately. But understand and know this. If you will slow down and wait on my leading, says the Lord, then many times you won't even have to address the situation. Try praying before taking action. And if you need to take action, I will lead you to make the right moves in my timing, says the Lord. I will give you wisdom on how to respond. Don't rush ahead of me, says the Spirit of the living God. Come on, that's a word for somebody. I said, that's a word for somebody. Come on, scripture references for today, James 1, 5, James 3, 17, Proverbs 3, 13 through 18. Now the prayer starter for today, I know I run too fast sometimes. I don't like the issues to linger, but help me to slow my step. Teach me how to bite my tongue, put my hands in my pockets and wait until you say go, Lord. Let my first response to the fire be prayer. Give me a sense of your timing and reveal your strategy in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Father, we give you praise this morning. We honor you. We adore you. There is no other God like you. No other God who is worthy of our praise. No other God who is worthy of our adoration. No other God. There is no other God. We will put no other God before you. What other God could even stand before you anyway? They all fall. They all fail. They all falter. You are the one true living God. You're the most high God. You're the God who was urgent about our salvation. And so we're urgent about seeking your face. You are the God who was urgent on the cross, paying the price for our sins. And so not one more soul would vanish, languish without knowing you in the earth, God. We thank you. We're urgent about seeking you this morning. We have, come on, we have that sense of urgency about seeking your face this morning. The Lord said something to me yesterday, right while I was preaching. I had never said it before. It's not necessarily an entirely new concept, but the way that the Lord worded it was really good. He said this, listen, he showed me this, listen, if you'll seek God's face, he'll extend his hand. If you seek God's face, he will extend his hand. We don't have to seek his hand all the time. What he's going to do, what he's going to do. Give me this, give me that. Do something for me, God. We don't have to seek his face all the time. I mean, his hand all the time. When we seek his face, he will extend his hand. So Father, we thank you today that we have an urgency to seek your face, not just what you can do for us, but who you are. Lord, we don't want to just seek you for the benefits. We have the benefits. The benefits are secure. We want to seek your face. We want to seek your presence. We want to seek to understand your emotions. We want to be students of the Lord, true theologians, not just scripture references, memorized, but a knowledge of the holy, a knowledge of the ways of God, a knowledge of the mysteries of the king, a knowledge of the kingdom itself, how it operates, how it functions. And how you call us to function within it. We want to go deeper. We want to seek your face. We want to understand the mind of Christ. We want to understand how you move, why you move, what motivates your heart. 
And we know that it's love, but what is it that causes you to uh, move one way one time and, and move another way another time? Well, we want to know how you move. Why do you move? When do you move? What motivates the movement of the Holy Spirit in our lives? We know it's prayer. We know it's fasting. But we want to know what to do, when to do it, how to do it, at the right time to do it. The perfect timing. God, help us to get into your perfect timing. Help us, Lord, to step into the timing of the Lord, that kairos time, the opportune time, the perfect timing. We want to understand these things so we're having urgency, God, to seek your face. We're going to, 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 to seek you, to pursue your heart, to seek your face. That is our agenda this morning. That is our craving. That is our must-do. You are our must-have. Come on. God, you are our must-have. We don't want to live by a to-do list. We want to live in the adventure of the Holy Spirit. You are our must-have. Seeking your face is at the top of our to-do list. If we must have a to-do list, if we must have a to-do list, if we must have a to-do list, if we must live by a to-do list, let the first three things on our list be seeking your presence, reading your word, talking to your heart, and number four, listening to your word, listening to your spirit. And number five, obeying your word. God, if we must have, if we must have a to-do list, let our to-do list be inundated with spiritual pursuits. If we must have a to-do list, make our list for us, God, every day. Give us the to-do list, God. You give us the to-do list. I wish somebody would track with me this morning. You give us, help us, Lord, to consult with you. Early in the morning will I seek your face. The Lord said, seek my face. David said, your face I will seek, Lord. Not his hand, but his face. Father, help us to understand the reality that when we seek your face, you'll extend your hand. When we seek your face, come on, you'll extend your grace. The empowerment for the moment to do what you've called us to do, to overcome what's standing in our way, to say to mountains, be thou removed, to be thou cast into the sea, and lost and be uprooted. Help us, Lord, to be a people who have an urgency to seek your face, and you'll extend your hand of deliverance. Your arm is not too short, that you cannot reach down and deliver us from the trial or lead us through in victory. Your arm is not too short that you can't reach down and deliver us from the PTSD, deliver us from the fear, deliver us from the poverty. Your arm is not too short. Your arm is not too short, but we're going to seek your face and not just your arm, not just your hand. God, help us to put this in the right order. There's nothing wrong with praying, seeking the blessing of God, but if we would be a people who had an urgency to seek his face. What do I mean? Sit in his presence, fellowship with his spirit, talk and walk with him. If our primary goal, our primary motive, our primary urgency was driven by seeking his face, Moses talked to God face to face. Moses sat in the tent of meeting and talked to God face to face. He never had to seek God's hand. He just sought God's face and he got the wisdom that he needed to lead the people. He never had to seek God's hand. He sought God's face and quail rained down from the heavens and manna came down. He never had to seek God's hand. He sought God's face and deliverance for a nation came through him. 
He didn't have to seek God's hand. He just sought God's face. The cry of Moses' heart was, Lord, please show me your glory. He didn't say, Lord, please give me some bread. Lord, please give me some. He didn't ask for things. He asked for God. Jesus, give us an urgency to seek your face. Give us an urgency to seek your face. Give us an urgency to seek your face, to enter into the secret place. Give us that urgency, God. Put a fire in us, a hunger in us to seek your face and not just your hand. Because when we seek your face, you'll extend your hand to heal. <laughs> when, you, when, when, when we seek your face, you'll extend your hand to heal. When we seek your face, you'll extend your hand to bless. Because our pursuit of your heart, of your face, of your fellowship, it blesses you. We were created to know him and to make him known. So help us, Lord, to know you more. That's part of the purpose of our very existence is to know you and to make you known. But, Lord, we realize our deficits. How can we make you known if we don't know you for real? How can we make you known if we don't know you for real? How can we make you known to a, a people who don't know you? Well, we don't know you well enough to be able to smile in a trial. How can we make you known to a people that don't know you? Well, we're just as desperate for breakthrough as the world and never seeming to find it. How can we make you known if we don't know you as healer? How can we make you known as Savior when we don't know you as Lord? God, how can we that we want to make you known in the earth, but we need to know you more? Help us to know you more. Help us to know you more. We're desperate. We're hungry to know you more. We don't want to just seek your hand and never seek your face. It's topsy-turvy. It's upside down. Would you help us, Lord, today to get it straight, to get it right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else we need will be added to us. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. We want to understand who you are. Not just what religion tells us, not what we learned growing up in church, but we want to know you for ourselves experientially. Paul said, he prayed that we would know the love of God, not just a textbook love, but he said experientially. God, we want to encounter you. We want a fresh encounter. Come on, who wants to encounter God? Who wants a fresh encounter with God? Come on, who wants a fresh, and who needs, who craves, who desires, who has a sense of urgency for a fresh encounter with God? Let me tell you something. He wants to encounter you new, afresh, every day of your life. He wants to speak to you every day of your life. He wants to walk with you every day of your life. God, help us to put you first, to make it a, a, a point of urgency, a, point, a must do, a must have. A non-negotiable. God, seeking your face is a non-negotiable. No longer will we allow ourselves to put you second, third, fourth, at the bottom of the list after everything else is done. No longer will we repent. We're changing the way we think right now. We're putting you first. Seeking your face, not your hand. Seeking your heart, not just your blessings. The blessings are secure. If you understood that, the blessings, the promises are yes and amen. If we sought the promises less and sought his face more, we would see more of the promises manifest. I just can't get this through. Jesus, would you help me articulate this in prayer? Father, help us this morning. 
pour out the spirit of revelation so that we finally grab a hold of the reality. We don't have to seek the promises, seek the promises, seek the promises, seek the promises, at the expense of saving your face. The promises are yes and amen. And Lord, we repent because we spend so much time seeking the promises, confessing the promises, praying the promises. And there's nothing wrong with that unless we fail to seek your face, unless we fail to seek your heart, unless we look at you like a dispenser instead of the divine Savior. Unless we look at you as a dispenser of blessings, just, just, just give me, give me, give me, give me. I need healing, God. I need deliverance, God. He wants to provide all those things for you. But if you would seek his face, you would find that some of the Deliverance issues would no longer be deliverance issues because you would be delivered in the seeking of his face. He will deliver you himself in the seeking of his face. He can heal your body without a word, without a prayer, uttered out of your lips, just in his presence. Understand what I'm saying. It's not wrong to pray for the promises of God. If we never seek his face, then we miss the whole point. If we've never sought his presence, then we've missed the whole point. Can't sit in the presence of God and not find yourself changed. Maybe it's little by little, glory to glory, faith to faith, strength to strength. But it's going to happen. So, Father, we give you praise today because we have a sense of urgency. You've lit a fire under us today, and we want more of you, not just more money. I know all of you could use more money. <laughs> That's not our motive for seeking you. Not just more wisdom, we could all use more wisdom, but that's not our motive, that's not our urgency. Our urgency is that you are the bread of life. Our urgency is, is that you are the living water. Our urgency is that we can't do anything apart from you. You are the vine and we are the branches. Apart from you, we can do nothing. We've been grafted in by the gospel. The blessing of Abraham has come upon the Gentiles and we will appreciate the giver of life. We will seek the face of the one who gave and keeps giving. We don't have to seek the hand of the one who gives at the expense of seeking the face of the one who keeps giving. God, we thank you. We honor you today. We adore you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. Thank you for instructing us in righteousness. Thank you, Lord, for leading us into your presence. Thank you, Lord, for convicting our hearts when we go astray. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of repentance. Thank you, Lord, for the gifts of the Spirit that flow through us to help other people. Thank you, Lord, for your promises, which are yes and amen. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are so grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful for every blessing in our life. We're grateful for everything that you've given us, God. We're grateful that you've given us an invitation into the secret place behind the veil by the blood of Jesus, through the sacrifice of Jesus. He was our forerunner. He went through the veil first so that we could go behind the veil into the secret place where your face becomes clear. I'm not talking about talking up, talking to God face to face. Don't misunderstand me. I'm talking about an intimacy, a knowledge of the whole. Nobody sees God's face. It's a metaphor for being intimate. It's a metaphor for understanding 
his emotions. His emotions are expressed sometimes through the face. So Father, we thank you this morning for what you're doing, the things you're shifting in us, how you're growing us up so that we can carry more of your word to a lost and dying world, so we can carry more of your spirit, more of your truth, Lord, more of your glory, more of your kingdom. You've called us to be carriers of, carriers of revival, carriers of your kingdom, carriers of your glory, carriers of your gift, carriers of your fruit, not just so we can stock up, but so we can release these things in the earth. You made us carriers, of course, so we can release your glory. You made us carriers of, 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 of the gifts, so we can release your gifts according to your will. You made us carriers of your goodness, carriers of your likeness. God, help us to begin to release that which you put in us. <laughs> I just heard the Lord say locked and loaded. Some of, you, <laughs> some of you, listen, some of you are locked and loaded and God's about to release you to discharge what he's put in you. <laughs> some of you are locked and loaded. And you've not kicked in robo shot. You've not been given the opportunity. But guess what? God is saying, you don't need a person to license you because I've licensed you. I've authorized you. Oh, Jesus. Some of you have been sitting in a church for 20 years with gifts that you can't use. Guess what? You can use the gifts outside the church. <laughs> you can use the gifts outside the church. God himself has authorized you. Father, we thank you this morning for the authorization of heaven to discharge according to your will and your timing what you've put in us. We don't need a platform. We don't need a platform. We don't need a stage. We don't need a microphone to carry your glory, to release your glory, to release your kingdom, to release your gifts, to release your fruit, to release your love, to release your kindness. We don't need a platform. The world is our platform, technically. Your house is your platform. Your workplace is your platform. The grocery store is your platform. Father, help us to get about your business and to break out of the mindset that ministry takes place in the four walls of church. Help us to break out of that mindset and into the mindset that the kingdom is all around us. That we are to share your goodness and your glory with a lost and dying world. To be living epistles of all men who know our God, who have been in the presence of God, so our faces are glowing. Peter and John, when they were arrested, the Pharisees said, we recognize that these men have been with Jesus. God, as we walk around day to day, we want that same reputation. We want the reputation that these people have been in the presence of Jesus. They've been with God. They never went to Bible school. They're not theologians in the sense of those who are well-studied in Greek and Hebrew, but they've been with Jesus. They've sought the face of God. And now they're extending their hands and being God's hands and feet in the earth because they understand his will his calling on their lives. Father, we give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen and amen. I was just so impressed in my spirit. I have that scripture memorized in more than one translation and I 
have always loved the scripture in Hebrews 4.12, but I saw something in a different way last week. And if you'll meditate on the word, you'll see all sorts of treasures in the word. In Hebrews 4.12, is a very familiar verse to many of you. I'll read it, then I'll show you what God showed me, and then we'll pray. For the word of God is alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it struck me that we're actually waging war, listen, with a living sword. We're actually, when we wield the sword of the spirit, we're actually waging war with the living sword. I don't know if that strikes you the way that it strikes me, but if you'll meditate on it, it will. It's a living sword. It's almost like a glory sword. It's almost like a beam of light. Do you understand? It's a living sword. This is not just merely, the sword that we fight with is not just merely a metal sword that's sharp. We think of a sword, we think of fencing. We think of a sword, we think of, you know, the Romans back there with the swords. No. The sword that we fight with is a living sword. It's a sword of glory. It's a sword of light. It's a sword of life. The Bible says power, death, and life are in your tongue. It's a living sword. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. Come on. It's a power sword. It's a living power sword. For the word of God is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. You're combating satanic attacks when you wield the word of God. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, Ephesians 6, 17. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. When you wield that living sword, it's an active sword. It's an operative sword. It's an energizing sword. It's an effective sword. It never fails. The word of God never fails. The living sword never fails. It never fails. It never fails. And guess what? When you wield wield the living sword, it energizes you. You never get tired. If you're really swinging the sword, your arms will not get tired. Some people say, well, when your arms get tired of holding up the shield of faith, just get some other prayer warriors around you. Your arms may get tired of holding up the shield of faith. Your faith grows weary. But let me tell you something. When you swing the living sword, your arms will not grow tired. Eleazar, one of David's mighty men, he swung the sword. He killed 800 men. That was supernatural. No human being could swing the sword. Had to be more than 800 times. No living man. He would have been absolutely exhausted. He couldn't have made it through the 800. The Bible said when he was done swinging the sword and all the men were dead, that his hands were stuck to the sword. This is a living sword. This is what the Lord showed me, impressed upon me so deeply. The word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is alive and powerful, living and active, quick, powerful, Effective, all efficient, effectual, operative. So, Father, we thank you for your word, which is a sword. It's a living sword. And we will never grow weary in swinging the sword. We will never grow weary. So, God, remind us 
<laughs> remind us of which sword in our collection to pick up. Because there's swords that deal with disease. By his stripes I am healed. There's swords that deal with deliverance. Come out in Jesus' name. There's swords that deal with prosperity. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. There's swords. There's a collection. Yes, effectively, the word of God is a sword. But guess what? I saw in heaven a war chest with different weapons, different swords. <laughs> I had a vision and I saw in heaven different swords. Yes, technically, the word of God is one sword, just like technically God is one, but he's three and one. God is one, but he's three and one. There's only one God, but there's three and one. There's seven spirits of God. There's one Holy Spirit, but there's seven spirits of God in Isaiah. It's all the same Holy Spirit, but there's seven spirits of God. We don't understand these things. There's only one sword of the Spirit, but there's many swords. So, Father, help us to pick up the right sword for the right battle. Help us to understand which sword to pick up, which word, which scripture to pick up is what I'm saying. Which scripture, which, which sword, which scripture will cut through the satanic attack that's coming against us. Because when we're having a health battle, confessing prosperity isn't the right sword. We thank you, Lord, that you've equipped us with all of this, all of this, armor for the warfare that we face all of this armor and all of these swords all this arsenal this holy ghost arsenal you've equipped us thoroughly with the holy ghost arsenal a word-based arsenal the weapons of our warfare they're not carnal but they're mighty in god to the pulling down of strongholds and we're so grateful <laughs> we're so grateful we're so grateful for Jehovah Gabor, the glorious warrior God, that you've given us a glory sword, <laughs> that you've given us a sword of light that cuts through every satanic attack, all the darkness that the enemy tries to bring into our life. We just wield the sword. And the sword of the Lord overcomes the power of the enemy. The enemy has weapons called lies, deceit, darkness, oppression, witchcraft, the principalities and powers trying to bring their will into our life. But when we wield the glory sword, the living sword, the active sword, the energized sword, we will win every time. We will cut through every satanic attack. The word of God never fails. And if the word of God never fails, then the sword never fails. <laughs> if the word of God never fails, and it doesn't, the heavens, the earth, the earth shall pass away. The grass shall wither. But the word of the Lord will never fail. Then guess what? The sword, the living sword, the glory sword will never fail in warfare. The glory sword can never fail in warfare. It is impossible for the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, to ever fail in warfare. So, Father, sharpen us. Sharpen us. Make us hungry for your word so that we can find the right sword for the battle and energize us as we swing the sword so that we don't grow weary. The word of God itself sharpens us. It energizes us as we speak it out, as we decree it, declare it. It is written. God, we praise you. 
We thank you. We honor you as the one true living God, the creator of the sword, the one who inspires the sword, the, the power behind the sword when we swing it, your power, your angels, your Holy Spirit brings it to pass. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, I declare you are victorious. I declare you are overcomers. I declare that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, but every tongue that has risen up against you in judgment shall be condemned. I declare that you are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus even now. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. That was good. I love that. I love the word of God. I love the spirit of God. Amen. God is good all the time. Guys, I wish you would get in on this developing spiritual discernment series. You can still get in on that no matter what time in history you're listening to this broadcast. Developing spiritual discernment at schoolofthespirit.tv. Listen, if you want to sow into the ministry, you can do that. JenniferLeClaire.org slash donate. We do need your partnership if you feel led to become a partner or to sow a one-time seed. <laughs> you can do that at JenniferLeClaire.org slash donate. You can also use the Cash App. Cash App is I am Jennifer LeClaire. Cash App dollar sign I am Jennifer LeClaire. Text the word pray to 754-701-2161. Text the word pray to 754-701-2161. You can use the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. If you want to send a gift card, you want to send a, a check, a money order, an offering, a book, a gift, you can do that at P.O. Box, P.O. Box 30563. Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. God is good all the time. So I got to go. I love you. I bless you. Thanks for being on with me. And I'll see you later. If not, I'll see you tomorrow morning. Bless you. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.